where you've been in your finances or your health or family situations, whatever it might be, you just feel like you haven't been able to break out and make progress, okay? And of course, it's the enemy's job to distract us from doing so. But it says <clears throat> that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. And I made this statement last week, and it was really uh, powerful because grace, a lot of times we, we say we have grace to do this, grace to do that, or what we would say grace, God's anointed ability, okay, to help us do these certain functions, whatever it might be, either in the church or secular or whatever. It's God's grace is always connected with purpose. And if we're not fulfilling the purpose, some of them might ask why we are, you know, why is there no grace? That's why people get burned out on some things because they're trying to do things in the natural, maybe because they're trying to do something that they're not supposed to do, all right? They haven't really stepped into their purpose. There's always training time, okay, that uh, we try different things and whatever in the church. We try different ministries until you get that right peg and so on and so forth. And even in secular, you know, there, some people really don't enjoy their job, but maybe they're not in God's will or whatever. That's why we have to pray and find where exactly God wants us because we have a divine purpose. And once we find the divine purpose, whether secular or ministry-wise, all right, church, uh, there'll be the grace for us to operate in that. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it says these gifts and giftings and the purpose was given before the foundation of the earth, before time began. That's a powerful statement. Hallelujah. God knew you even before you knew him. Think about that. God knew you before you knew him. Glory to God. That's powerful. Hallelujah. And then we talked about how we get rid of barriers, and we talked about having to speak. And it, it's all about the grace of God. When you know you're in the right place, in the right season, and the right purpose, Satan will come to distract you, put barriers up in front of you. And that's why in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7, we talked about this. Who are you, O great mountain or barrier before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with the shouts of grace, grace. If you are functioning where you're supposed to function, hallelujah. <laughs> All you have to do is shout glory to God, grace, because your grace will see you through. Your grace will put you over. And all the mountain is waiting to do is to hear your voice. Glory to God. Micah 6, 1. Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountain, and let the hills hear your voice. Hallelujah. Well, as I was thinking about that <clears throat> this week, and especially, actually, I didn't know we could have gone on with that, that subject Okay, but I felt that that we we need to talk about finding the real you, your identity. That is so important because that is again connected with your purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> See, the foundation of a great life is knowing who you are. Hallelujah.
It doesn't matter how skilled you are, how much money, or how what people think about you. It's, it, it's what you think about yourself. Holds you back, okay? Is, it can become a barrier in itself, amen? If you don't like yourself, if you don't have any self-worth, you will never be able to fulfill your destiny or purpose. Proverbs chapter 23, 7 says this, okay? And it's true. And we all fight our battles. We all fight our battles. Think about this. We all do. None, none of us have arrived yet. And it says, for as a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That can stop you right there, the way that you think about yourself. What do you think about yourself most of the time? See, that will either keep you contained or it can put you over in life. Now, I'm not talking about bragging about yourself, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Usually people that do that have an issue anyway. Come on. They don't really feel good about themselves, so they go overboard the other way, all right? You've been around people like that, okay, that just talks about themselves all the time, but actually they have an inferiority complex, or they, they get attention on other people, so you won't look at them, all right? <laughs> uh, that's just judging and things like that. I'll be quiet for right now, all right? I'm by my own business. <laughs> <laughs> but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. See, you will live as you think. Your belief system and core value will literally cause you to make the wrong decisions or the good decisions in your life. Amen. And even with God involved, it's all, God is there. He's going to do so much, and there's scriptures. We'll talk about that. God's already given you a purpose. He's given you a plan. He's about grace in your heart to do that, the anointing. But you've got to get past yourself. Come on now. See, I have to get it past myself. We all have to do that. Amen? Glory to God. And if you have a husband or a wife, they are good to help you do that. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's true. Praise the Lord. They are our helpers or somebody close to you. <clears throat> you don't need to be an island on your own and think that you can do it all by yourself because you don't see all of your weirdness. I'm picking on you this morning, huh? Come on now. Things that will hold you back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you live as you think, and it's controlled by your belief system and your core values. Satan will convince us that we don't quite measure up. See, the enemy will always come and try to put us down, all right? We don't measure up to everybody else. Everybody else is better than me. Personality, talent-wise, smarts, or whatever. We're always, you know, looking at other people greater. But er <laughs> and, and another one is everyone's out to get me. Come on now. So the warfare, the battle, is in our mind. Nobody likes me, all right? You are nobody. Everybody's out to get me. And you're always looking behind your back. 
So God wants us to change that. Now listen to me. God has a plan for our life, Jeremiah 29, 11. How many of you know that scripture? See, God has invested his son, his life, and his word into us, into every one of us. Hallelujah. And Jeremiah 29, 11, Message Bible says, I know what I'm doing. I like that. God says, I know what I'm doing. And if God says, I know what I'm doing, believe him. Amen? I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future that you hope for. Isn't that powerful? I love the message translation. God says, I know what I'm doing. So if God knows what he's doing, maybe nobody else knows what they're doing. Maybe you don't even know what you're doing, but God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you'll get stuck in life if you never believe in yourself and find your true identity in Christ. Hallelujah. That's why I like Mark Hankins' teaching. He talks about knowing who you are in Christ. Amen. We have it in our Bible school. One of the first lessons that people, our first year that they enter into, finding out who you are in Christ. And that's something that, that, let me tell you, it takes a lifetime to get that on the inside of you. You're not going to get that on the inside of you with one month of Bible school, okay? Something that you have to meditate on. Some of the greatest men of God, I've heard they have to, con- you know, they have to go up back to that all the time, build themselves up, understand, because we have a tendency to not like ourselves in a lot of areas. And we have to find out it's not about us, but it's who we are in Christ Jesus. That will put us over, amen? Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 It says this, verse 11, put on your new nature. Put on. That means we've got to make a decision. I like this. Put on your new ID. Amen? Put on your, how many of you have had to go and get your driver's license changed? The real ID? You have that little thing, you can't fly anywhere without that little star up there on your driver's license? And we've all had to do that, most of you, okay? You're going to have to do that. And so uh, we need to get what's in your wallet concerning you. What is your real ID? Am I just poor me with, with all of the, the hang-ups and all of the baggage? Or are we going to take off something and lay that old self aside and put on a new identity? Amen? Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's what we should be going after during our 21 days of fasting because we are uh, putting aside time to get with the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And it says to be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. That's powerful. So put off the old you and put on the new you. Hallelujah. Only you can do that. 
You have to make a decision to do that. And it's not going to happen all at once, but you've got to decide, what am I going to do? In, in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, once you're born again, NIV says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation, amen, the old has gone, and the new is here. Hallelujah. You are a new person. And again, some of you might not like yourself, but God likes you. The Lord Jesus likes you. They love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we need to build ourselves up in in, in those things. Glory to God. Now, I want to give you five things to consider. Number one, my thoughts about myself control my actions toward others, my faith in God, and how far I go in life. Think about that. Your thoughts about yourself control those three areas. Your actions toward others, my faith in God, and how far I go, amen, in life. That's powerful. And see, if we don't love ourselves, we don't have the right identity, we're going to be a type of person that's going to hurt people all the time, that's going to judge people all the time and just be miserable. Amen? You sure quiet this morning. Do I have to come down on the floor? (laughs) Hallelujah. Your thoughts, as a man thinketh in his heart. Remember the Proverbs, we just read that. So is he. Hallelujah. See, Satan will cause you to struggle with your identity and who you are. And the thing is, the people in your past may have put seeds in you and those seeds have grown to the point where they're still inside of you and for the most part, there's a controlling factor on the inside of you. Could have been your upbringing, could have been your parents, could have been teachers. I remember, you know, I, I love the pastor. That was my pastor for a long time. But I remember him saying when I went to, and it wasn't, what, thir- when did my grandpa pass away? I, I just, I don't know how many years. 1999 or something like that. I'd been in the ministry, married to Pastor Judy and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, we were still building the church and things like that. We've had, you know, some great outreaches in Brockton and so on and so forth. But I remember uh, Pastor Hall, he did the funeral. And I remember him coming and just I was sharing with him. And he said, you know, uh, Ed... His name was Ed, too, but he changed it to Ralph. I don't know why. (laughs) But his real name was Ed, Edmund, or something like that, Edward. But he said, you know, I didn't expect you to succeed. You were the less likely. Because I went before the Assembly of God Council, and they turned me down for licensing. You shouldn't be a minister. And that bothered me. 
for the longest time. And see, that's baggage that you carry. My own pastor didn't believe in me. Now, I grew up in the church. And uh, so, see, things like this that were spoken into your life, they're seeds. And, and some things you have to really fight against because God looks at us in a whole different light than what man looks like. Amen? So think about that. Think about that. Somebody in your past uh, may have spoken into your life. You're not going to be anybody. You're just, you know, you're just a nobody. Maybe you, they put, you grew up in a house with siblings or something, and, uh, you know, your sister or your brother was the one that got all the attention, and you're kind of nothing, you know? You're low on the totem pole. See, all this stuff builds your character and your life. And things like that can hold us back. Right? Am I bringing up some things? Do you remember some things? You've got to cast those things out. Amen? You are who God says you are. Hallelujah. And the enemy will always bring back things to remind you, but you've got to remind him who he is. And his future. It's not too bright, is it? Amen? Hallelujah. See, even, even successful people struggle with these issues also. They look good on the outside, but they hate themselves on the inside. And they have, especially in the world, okay, they use drugs. They use alcohol. They use stimulants they use things to get them through the day so when they're at work environment or they're around a crowd or something like that they they function and they they look like they're all together but really they're not on the inside they're in an empty shell they go home to nothing they have no aspiration they, they you know uh they beat themselves up when they're by themselves and, you know, they go home depressed, and that's why suicide, even popular people that we know about, that we've heard in the past have committed suicide because, boy, they have it all together. You know, even some comedians that we've known in the past, boy, they make everybody laugh, but they go home and they're miserable. Hmm? It's because they have a poor self-identity. Amen? All right. I don't want to leave you on a down note today, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. God wants to bring us up, amen? amen? Hallelujah. See, God wants to be our confidence. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 26. It says, <clears throat> it's so powerful, for the Lord will be your confidence. He'll be your ID and will keep your foot from being caught. That's so powerful, isn't it? Amen. The Lord will, I remember, I've told this story before in the church, but when I was a, a youth pastor down with my uncle, there was a, a young man in his early 20s that was kind of, I wouldn't say he was slow or anything, but he, he wanted to get his insurance license, okay? Take the test to sell life insurance or whatever he had to do, and he had zero confidence in himself, zero zero because of what people have talked about him 
and what he had seen himself as and so on and so forth. And the Lord told me to give him that scripture in Proverbs 3.26 and I said, I want you to go home and I want you to confess this scripture over and over and over for the Lord will be my confidence and will keep my foot from being taken. And he did that for a couple weeks. Some people obey you when you give them stuff to do. Other people don't care. Right? That's what counseling is all about. You can counsel somebody until you're blue in the face. But unless they put the word to work, amen, it's not going to change them. So I gave him that portion. He just one little short scripture. And then he came back in a, in a month, and he said, Pastor Ed, I can't believe it. I passed the, the, the insurance test. I, I'm an insurance agent now. Amen? And he gave all the credit to that scripture. The Lord is my confidence. Hallelujah. And, I, and he's your ID. He's your real identity. Amen? It's all about what God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number two, it says, I will love God and serve God in proportion to how I love myself or my self-worth. I will love God in proportion to how much I love myself. How do you know that? Well, Matthew chapter 22, verses 36, let's read this. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said in verse 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. Say the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love people, it's a sign that you don't really love yourself. Amen. Come on. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus said, okay, let's put the Old Testament aside. Two things you ought to remember. You ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and love your neighbor, love everybody else. Amen? As you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, if you don't have a good self-identity, you're not going to love people. Hallelujah. Number three, your identity causes us to have weak faith, all right? Weak faith. If we have a slow, uh, a, 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 not a slow, we yeah, have a slow self-esteem, a low self-esteem, okay? Causes us to have weak faith, a negative view on everything. Let's look at Numbers chapter 13. And this is so powerful. <clears throat> we talk about this quite a bit. It says in verse 30, that Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go once and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Now, you know that Caleb and Joshua were listening to the word of God, the word that Moses had given. Okay, verse 31. But, on the, uh, but the other men who had explored the land with them disagreed. They said, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people saw, all, all, all the people that we saw were huge. They were giants. And their descendants were of Anak. Now, look at this. 
next to them, now look at this portion of scripture, next to them, this is his self-worth, and <laughs> we felt like grasshoppers. Think about that. Now, God had been preparing them from the moment they left Egypt. Moses taught them over and over again. Joshua, Joshua and Caleb had rehearsed it over and over again. I'm giving you this promised land. I'm giving you this land. Go and possess it. That's why Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. They said, we are well able. Amen. They knew who they were. They had the correct identity. Praise God. They had the correct identity. But see, the, 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 the people that left e the Egypt, they never did get rid of Egypt in their heart. All the way through the wilderness, read uh, Hebrews. They were not able to enter into the rest, chapter 4, because they had an evil heart of unbelief. They did not believe what God said about them, that they were able to go in and take the land of promise. So all of those years in the wilderness, they had to <laughs> think about that. All that generation died because of a poor self-image because they had the image of Egypt on the inside of them and not the image of the promised land. God has given us the image of the promised land. Hallelujah. God has given us the image of divine health. God has given us the image of prosperity. God has given us, my thoughts toward you are good, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Not to hurt you, but to prosper you and to give you an expected end. But this people agreed with the negativity of the crowd, and they said they felt like grasshoppers. <laughs> and so that generation had to die off, and a new one had to come up. And it was Joshua that led them over into the promised land. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, you have a new, you don't need a grasshopper identity. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now think about this. All that, now this is powerful. That generation that came out of Egypt knew nothing but slavery. They knew nothing but how to make bricks and how to do irrigation. They had never been landowners. So they didn't have the ID, the identity that to go over into this promised land and have the ability to own something because they had that slave mentality built into their DNA. Hallelujah. So I guess we need a new DNA. <laughs> God inside-minded, praise the Lord. There was another fellow that I want to talk about, and we'll end with this. I'll pick it up next week, but Judges chapter 6, verse 12. A man by the name of Gideon. Any, anybody know about the story of Gideon? All right? And this is laid out. God put these things for our examples, all right? It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, Gideon, and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now, how many of you would get excited if the angel of the Lord appeared to you? 
and said, you are a mighty man, you're a mighty woman of valor, hallelujah. The Lord is with you. Wouldn't that just, man, praise God, I could do anything. But is that how Gideon answered the angel? No. He said to the angel, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Now, it was like God said, hey, you're a mighty man of valor. You can do this. You have the ability. You're anointed. Hallelujah. Uh, the Message Bible says this. Gideon said to him, me? My master, how and with what could I ever save Israel? Look at me. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the runt of the litter. I'm just a mouse. What can I do? What can I do? This country's a mess. What can I do? You can put on the identity. We have the power. We have the anointing to change things. We've got to stop listening to all the negative news around us and all this and that. And, and you know, uh, you, know you, you hear it when you look, listen to the business news and stuff like that. It's a, you know, I mean, the, the, the young people can't, you know, the, the homeowner thing. and They can't afford to buy houses or where's the American dream and, and all of this kind of, where did it go? Well, how about God's dream? How about who God says we are? Amen. Amen. See, we, we contain, we have barriers built on the inside of us that we need to break out of, and the only way is to put on the new identity in Christ Jesus, who God thinks we are, who God sees us. Hallelujah. We're not a wimp. <laughs> Amen. We're not wimps for Jesus. We are his children. Glory to God. And we need to live and have confidence. The Lord is our confidence. The Lord is our prosperity. Praise the Lord. See, God had to change Gideon's view of himself before he could fulfill his destiny. And I'm telling you, God is waiting on us to change our identity so he, we can be used, amen, in our homes, in our church, in our businesses, whatever. We've got to begin to see ourselves different. Hallelujah. We are blessed. We're blessed coming in. We're blessed going out. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28. The new covenant, Ephesians chapter 1, is so powerful. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It doesn't care what your teacher said about you. It doesn't care what other pastors have said about you. It doesn't care. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what anybody has said about you. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God is your confidence and will keep your foot from being taken. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, I have a new ID. I threw the old one away. I shredded it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's no more memory of that anymore. Hallelujah. Praise God. I am a mighty man, a mighty woman of valor. For God is with Jesus. I mean, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Praise the Lord. You can see David, he didn't have that identity crisis, did he? When he faced Goliath. 
He didn't say, well, I'm just the runt. I'm just the lowest on the totem. But he was the youngest. He was. He went to his brother's camp. They were fighting against the Philistines. And David said, who is that, 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 that guy that's defiling the name of our God? And his older brothers were wimps, but not David. He'd spend time with the Lord. Hallelujah. He'd already beat up a lion and a bear. <laughs> he was ready, give me that giant. And you notice, I like the, what the Bible says, that he ran with a giant to the giant with his mouth open. Saying, this day, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Today, I have a new identity. Say that with me. Today, I have a new identity. I'm not what people said I was. I'm who God says I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, stand with me this morning. Praise the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. We'll finish the other things next week uh, and, and go on a little bit farther, but the Lord has some great things for us. Glory to Jesus. Stand and just lift up your hands and thank, thank the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that I am who you said I am, Father. I thank you, Lord, that we're not bound by what other people have said about us in our past that we are putting on the new identity. We are putting on the new man created after Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that we have an impartation of your anointing, of your grace that's tied to our purpose. And Father, we will flow in that in the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. And there are those I feel like with all my heart, there are those that, that maybe your, your parents or maybe somebody in your family or a teacher has made a negative comment about you, maybe to your face, or maybe you overheard it and it's stuck with you. You need to bury that thing. You need to bury that thing. Get rid of it. Once and for all, take it to the cross. Because God loves you. It is not your ability, but it's his ability in you. That makes the difference. You can have confidence. You don't have to rely on other substance to help you make it in life. You can draw your strength from the Lord. Draw your strength from the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. He'll put you over if you allow Him to. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for this congregation right now. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to build into them a new identity. That they will be giant slayers. That they will be mighty men and women of valor, anointed of God. Hallelujah. Know who you are. How many of you seen The Lion King? That picture just reminded me, just flashed in my mind, that picture of Zimba, that little one. Didn't have confidence, and he looked in the pool, 
and he saw the image of his father. Remember that clip? Maybe we can find that from the next service, guys. He just looks in there and hear that young child seeing the image of his father. Praise the Lord. Amen. When you look, you need to see the image of your father. God, El Shaddai, more than enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to bow your heads right now. If you're here, you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus. You never ask him into your heart. Maybe you lack confidence. Maybe you have a hard time struggling in life, living the way you've been living. There's new life in Christ Jesus. Not only that, there's eternal life in Christ, knowing him and receiving what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago. You can't change yourself, but as you give your life to Christ, You'll be changed from the inside out. Old things will pass away. Behold, all things become new. And all you've got to do is acknowledge that Jesus went to the cross and died in your place and accept him into your life. Accept him into your heart. Make him your Lord and Savior. And I want us all to pray this prayer today. If you pray it and if you mean it, you will be saved. Amen. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, the Bible says. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you now and I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Dear Jesus, thank you for going to the cross and dying in my place. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. And thank you right now that you've heard my prayer and that I am your child, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God.